With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think he's a good bet in almost any format, you know? Yeah, and he can pull off the flat brim hat pretty good. I mean, that's something that I yeah. attempted to do, but I, I can't. Can you pull off the flat brim? God, no, I have a weird shaped head. And I have a lot of hair. All right, folks, thank you for downloading another episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. This is episode 107, if you can believe it. Uh, we are uh, happy that you are here. My name is Adam, the editor-in-chief over at GolfUnfiltered.com. You can also listen to us on the Hackers Paradise Radio Network. Uh, so hello to all our friends out there as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GolfUnfiltered. Send me an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. And so uh, we bring back an old friend of the podcast, Mr. Matthew Castanguay, who is now a writer for a new website that we're going to talk a little bit more about. Uh, Matt, it's good to hear your voice again. Adam, it's fantastic to hear your voice. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And so, Matt, it's been quite some time since we had you on, and I think this is probably the fifth or sixth time fifth or sixth time you've been on the show. Uh, but, you know, a lot has transpired since uh, in your life and mine since we last spoke. But why don't you tell us a little bit about who you're working for now uh, in a golf writing context and uh, where we can find your work. Well, right now I'm uh, writing for Razball.com. Um, I am right currently the, the one and only golf writer on that site. Um, as you know, Razball is uh, one of the, if not the preeminent fantasy baseball sites uh, on the internet. If you want inter- information on how to beat your buddies at fantasy baseball, uh, you go to rasball.com. Uh, the guys over there, Gray Albright has a phenomenal site, a phenomenal staff of writers who, uh, they really know their stuff. And, um, it's, uh, it's an honor to be joining their team, um, and, and heading up the golf department over there. I know they had some, they've had some content in the past that was very good, but, um, as it is for a lot of us, you know, it's, it's, it's not our full-time gig. So, uh, we have to kind of balance work and our lives around that with, uh, with, with getting to write, uh, about the things that we actually do like. And, uh, that's, that's the case for me too, but, uh, I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. And, uh, I never really thought I would be writing fantasy golf, but, uh, but here we are, I guess it's, uh, it's a good fit so far, and I thoroughly enjoy it. So, keep well, as, going. As listeners to this show know, I mean, uh, you're, you're a fan of the gambling, as as I am as well, and I don't think we've uh, ever hid behind that. <laughs> well, but, let's be honest. Like, we're not competing, so how does it really affect us unless we have some skin in the fight? Are we? Are we don't have a dog in the fight. We gotta have some skin in the game. So, I'm mixing up my metaphors, but that's okay. <laughs> You throw you throw your hard-earned cash behind some ponies, and uh, it, things get interesting fast. So yeah, it's the best way for you know regular Joe schmoes like you and me to get involved, and certainly get angry when our players don't play well. Absolutely, I experienced that this weekend. <laughs> Why? Who uh, I, who let you down? Well, no, no one let me down, thankfully. So, um, well, it was, but it's I'm a very big believer in Murphy's law uh, that the worst thing that can happen will happen. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching the, the Valero Texas Open, and um, 
Golf Stradamus, well, in my, my Golf Stradamus column, sorry, I'm going to pull back the veil here. I am Golf Stradamus. Uh, I picked Kevin Chappell and Tony Finau uh, to win this week. They're, nice. those are the guy, they're two of the five guys I put money on. And as I'm watching them come down the stretch and I'm watching Brooks Kepka make birdie after birdie after birdie, I'm sitting here thinking, well, can I swear on this podcast? Though? Absolutely. Say whatever you want. I'm sitting there thinking, fuck me, man. He's going to come in and I'm going to have two guys tie for second. Um, I'm, I'm literally going to watch two of my boys tie for second while Brooks Kepka just comes out of nowhere and goes nine under and wins the tournament. When he, he made the birdie on 18 to tie for the lead in the clubhouse, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm just watching this crumble. I'm watching all of these dollars just get sucked out of my wallet. It's, then, it's the worst. Thank God, Kevin Chappell. I, I think I was more excited about the birdie putt on 18 for Kevin Chappell than Kevin Chappell was. Did you have a better uh, celebration than he did? Which his was fit for a WWE superstar, by the way. No, mine was more... Uh, that was more just sheer relief. I just was like, oh, thank God. I slid back on the couch and was just like, dear Jesus, thank you. <laughs> thank you, baby Jesus. Thank you, nine-pound baby. <laughs> nine-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus. I needed that. That was so, oh. I just felt like I had the word. And, and my wife's like yelling at me from the top of the stairs. She's like, what the hell are you doing? What are you yelling about down there? And I have to say golf. Like, that's <laughs> Man, it was a golf tournament, babe. Like, it's it's not good. So let's uh, let's take a step back here. And, uh, you know, listeners, you've listened to me and Matt talk before. We kind of go off the rails a little bit. But, you know, Matt, you know, t- uh, writing about fantasy sports, it's something that I've attempted to do in the past. And I'm just not any good at it or I wasn't any good at it, probably because I know nothing about how to play fantasy golf appropriately. Uh, but you've had some pretty, you know, good stories that you've told me. And I know that you've been moderately successful in, in uh, you know, this fantasy sports space. But what's it like writing about fantasy sports, uh, fantasy golf in general? I mean, you had mentioned even a little bit ago that this was something that you never saw yourself doing. Is it a challenge for you, or is it something that you just kind of find yourself naturally falling into? Um, it's it's a little of both. Um, for one, fantasy golf is very different from, you know, fantasy baseball, hockey, football, uh, NASCAR even. It's totally different. And that's because most of the time you're not picking guys for an entire season – and then trading them and dropping them and keep you're, you don't have the same team. You pick different guys every week. Um, and whether you're playing daily fantasy sports or you're in a you know golf channel pick 'em league or you have a pool, the only time you really pick anybody for an extended period of time is if you do like a season long pool at work or your local VFW, whoever does those. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> like they exist. I mean, I have a buddy who's in two of them, and, and I'm like, how the hell do you stumble into two season long pools? Like, I can't find one, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little different. So writing each week, I mean, you can, and that's kind of the beauty of it is you get a a fresh start every week. You don't have to worry about having taken Luke list at the beginning of the year and then watching him struggle and no one wants him. You know know what I mean? You you don't have to deal with anything like that. You kind of just take a guy and you ride him for four days and, and hope it works out. And if it doesn't, then you sit there and you, you tell him to shove off in your brain and you don't ever pick him again. Kind of like I'm getting to the point with Matt Coocher again. Um, <laughs> Good old Cooch. Yeah, I'm actually getting that way with Luke List, the name that you mentioned. I mean, this guy, yeah. the last two tournaments, has just shit down his leg. Yeah, no, he's really great on, on Thursday uh, Thursday and Friday, and then he shoots like 82 on Saturday. And it's like, oh, okay, well, there we go. That was nice while it lasted. Have, having fun. But, uh <laughs> No, it's 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 a it's a challenge for sure. Um, I know for me, I, before I took the job at Rasball, I had um, 
limited fantasy experience as far as playing in um, fantasy leagues. I'm using air quotes, but you can't see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've done all right on Golf Channel um, in their league. I've done um, I've done daily daily fantasy. Obviously, I did a lot of that at Back Nine and uh, at Bunkers Paradise, and that's fun. But again, like I said, it's it's different from playing you know like a Yahoo or an ESPN baseball league. Um, so that's been a little bit a little bit of an adjustment. And I'm I'm kind of now that I've got my feet wet, I'm getting more comfortable doing it and figuring out the numbers that really matter, um, which is good, so that I can start writing some pieces with some uh, some really good in depth um, statistics. Yeah, from yeah, but uh, once I start doing that, it'll be it'll be really good. But for me, as you said, as you as you alluded to, I'm more into the the, the betting the odds, um, which I suppose is also fantasy golf. Um, you know, you you pick your team and you throw some money at it and you hope to God your wallet gets bigger by the end of the week. Uh, that's that's really my bread and butter. I've done quite well with that in the past, and um, you'll be able to find that on Rasball too. So, um. With it being a, a different animal than fantasy baseball or fantasy football, just to fill content, it's nice to have that that side of things too. So, um, anything you want, golf betting, come to rasball.com. We'll we'll find it there. There is a lot of great content on here, and I've been reading a little bit about what you've uh, you've written as of late, and I love that you've got this Monday Mulligan wrap up, uh, and it's just got a, you know a lot of great insight on some of the the players and how they they performed. You know, obviously with the Valero Texas Open. Uh, Kevin Chappell winning his first PGA Tour event of his career, which I feel was long overdue, and I'm sure he felt. I mean, that's that's understating it. What he was like 180th start on tour or something r- ridiculous. Yeah, I uh, I should say I gotta as my own editor, I need to go back in and change that. I wrote 173. It's actually his 179th start, and uh, he finally got the uh, the monkey off his back. He's played well in majors. I mean, if you remember, he was one of the guys that was up near the top when they played the U.S. Open at. Uh, uh, Chambers Bay. Mm-hmm. He's always seems to be one of those guys who puts it together Thursday and Friday and kind of stumbles a little bit on moving day. But this week he put it together on moving day and, you know, played really well on Sunday. And, and obviously, you know, that putt on 18 is not something that, uh, that you'd expect that guy to make, but he did it. And, you know, that shows a lot about who Kevin Chappell is and, and who he is as a player. And I expect a lot more from him. You know, that could be, you see that happen a lot in sports. You know, someone finally gets, gets over the hump and, and you can't stop him. And I think that may be the case with Kevin Chappell. He's super talented. He's proven it in the past and he's finally proven that he can win. And I think he's a good bet in almost any format, you know? Yeah. And he can pull off the flat brim hat pretty good. I mean, that's something that I yeah. attempted to do, but I, I can't, can you pull off the flat brim? God, no, I have a weird shaped head. And I have <laughs> a lot of hair. I look, I look closer to Charlie Hoffman than I do any Charlie Hoffman with a beard and dark hair. That, that's me. So oh, that, that's terrifying. I I don't want to. Oh, it's bad. it's bad. Trust me. I don't know what my. I'm glad my wife has low self esteem. Otherwise, I never would have landed her. <laughs> so uh, be honest. I'm not. You're you're not a shy shy man in that regard. And just kind of putting that out there. Um, you know, Matt. Uh, you and I have talked about this in the past, and I'd have probably have to go back. 70 something episodes to even reference uh when you and i last spoke about fantasy golf strategy but you know you're a guy that that you know has your finger on a lot of well your your finger on a lot of things but certainly on fantasy golf in general uh what are some of the things that you know for the the budding fantasy golf player someone who probably doesn't have a lot of experience who wants to get involved whether it be daily fantasy or you know something more uh, of like yahoo sports or something of that ilk what are some of the strategies that you implore, and are they different between the two different types of uh, fantasy that you can play? 
Um, not really. Uh, my thing, I mean, it's kind of the same thing everywhere. I mean, even with the betting the odds. Um, so I try to take a couple of guys. So most of the time, if you're doing Golf Channel or you're doing a pool or you're doing Daily Fantasy, everything usually gets broken down into tiers. So no one can take Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, and you know Brooks Kepka. They're going to have to pick two of those guys. And then they're going to have to go down and look at the rest of the field. That's, again, with having 144 players in the, in the field every week, um, that's that's what makes it tough. That's why, you know, you can pick Dustin Johnson, and you know damn well Dustin Johnson is going to play well. If he doesn't fall down his stairs and break his back, he's going to play well. Jordan Spieth's another guy. He's, going to, he's good for a top 10. Just expect it. But once you get past the first tier of guys – that's when you really need to know your stuff and you need to pay attention to trends and you need to see where people are play well. Um, for instance, Luke Donald at RBC Heritage. What in the hell happened to Luke Donald? He's former world number one, but you don't hear anything about him anymore except when he goes to Harbortown. Right. So if you know that and you know that going into it, then Luke Donald's a guy you can pencil into your lineup and you know you're not going to have to either pay for him that you're not going to pay, have to pay a lot for him um, as far as like uh, salary caps and daily fantasy go, and you know you can get him in like the C group if if you're playing on Golf Channel or you're playing in a pool. So if you pay attention to trends like that, and it's easy enough to do, you pick a couple of names that you really like, and you go to PGATour.com and you look at their profile, and you just it's like I said, it's like anything. It takes a little work and it takes a little research, but it's that's a that's what I'm doing for you at Razball.com. So you're more than welcome to go over there and and. and to have your cheat sheet. Um, but if you want to do it on your own, or there's a couple players that I don't hit. Cause again, 144 players, I'm covering maybe 15, 12 to 15 guys a week, just cause otherwise it's going to be a 4,000 word article and no one's going to sit through that. So that would be my advice is go through and, and really know your middle tier guys. Uh, it takes a little bit of work and a little bit of commitment, but if you're playing fantasy golf daily or otherwise, you're probably interested in golf enough to do that research. This isn't like telling my wife to go, you know, pick out five people. It's it's telling someone who's actually going to watch the tournament regardless, you know. So that would that would be it. Just go through, know your middle tier guys. Those that's what you have to know. You have to know who's hot and you have to know who's good at the place they're playing that week. If you can do that, odds are you can pull a couple of guys out, a couple of names that are going to help you. So that's that's my and it's the same thing with betting. You know. Mm-hmm. You, Take a couple guys. Like I said, last week I took uh, I took Curtis Luck and um, oh god, uh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy. I took uh, uh, JB Holmes. Oh, so right. they were a little bit of a long shot and they didn't pan out. But you know, for you put five bucks on them and, and something happens, you're going to do well. But you also kind of hedge your bets and you you take the favorites. You, Kevin Chapel was twenty five to one. I mean, that was he was the fifth the fifth. The fifth closest, uh, the fifth, ugh, fifth favorite. Sorry. Yeah, um, you're good. Yeah, dude, I'm like, I'm, my brain's like shutting down. You get but, very excited when you talk about odds and betting and, and Kevin Chapel. You know, and Tony Finau was at forty to one, so he was even close to a long shot. But that's what you kind of have to do. And and honestly, if you, I was telling you uh, last year, I think I went nine for thirty six picking winners. That's and I, I ran the numbers, and if I had made a ten dollar bet from the Hyundai Tournament of Champions. If I made a $10 bet on five guys a week for the entire year, the way it all planned out, I would have ended up up $2,500. Oh, wow. Just so, on $10 bets for, for the week? For the, for the week. And nine out of 36 winners. So if someone had followed that, they would have made $2,500. And 
that's not a, I mean, even if you paid five, made, made a five dollar bet, you're still up twelve uh, twelve fifty. Right. You know, so it's not like it costs a lot of money to do that. You just have to make the right picks and not be afraid to go over for four weeks. You know, and if if you can do that, you're still going to make some money doing it if you do your research and you pay attention. You know. Yeah, totally. And you know, I think one of the things that always threw me, and I've actually. Uh, had some success this year. I only play small stuff on daily fantasy and you know, I, I totally understand what you're saying about, you know, trusting the middle tier guys because even on daily fantasy with the guys are in the $7,000 range and, and folks listening, if you know what we're talking about, you get a bankroll, uh, you get $50,000 and you have to go of uh, fake money. And then you have to go and basically field the team of five or six guys, I think. And, and, some of the, you know, better known players, as you would assume are, are priced, astronomically high like the jordan spieths and the rory's and the jason days and whatnot uh but those middle tier guys to your point matt you know uh, in the seven thousand dollar range i I tried to just staff my entire team with those and i've done pretty well so far yeah it's like i said if you know the guys then you're gonna do fine i mean like this like this week if you had picked kevin tway you'd have been fine right you know Kevin Tway had a hell of a week. There are there are a bunch of guys like that every week. That's the beautiful thing about it. Um, one of my favorite guys is Ollie Schneider Johns. He, go look at his finishes. He, I don't think he's he's missed two cuts, but the rest of his finishes have been inside the top forty almost all year. That's it's not great, no. But if he's at sixty three hundred bucks, that's fine. Yeah, you know, if he finishes top twenty, you're going to be okay. He's, that means he's making enough birdies to be there. He's making cuts. That's not going to hurt you. So if you can find guys like that and then, you know, take a swing with a DJ or a, J- or a Jason Day or, or Jordan Spieth or whomever, you're going to be fine. So that's that's really it, – it really, really does come down to – it's it's almost the same in, in all fantasy sports. If you know the second-tier guys and you play the right second-tier guys, you're going to be successful. You know, it's it's sound advice because, you know, even for people that – and this kind of leads into a question I've I've always wanted to ask somebody who writes about fantasy golf because it's, you know, something that I've struggled with when I've tried to do it on my site. I mean, fantasy golf and fantasy sports in general are not – is not legal to play in every state. And no. so you're kind of limited to the audience, even though it's a pretty – it's a very large audience. Let's not, you know, mince words here, but – there are people who just simply would not have an interest in, you know, odds or anything of that nature. But how do you write in a way that these people who cannot play legally, you know, because we never condone any illegal activity on the Golf and Filter podcast. Oh, how do, you, how do you how do you write for those folks? I mean, is there a way to keep things interesting for them? And do you find uh, in your experience that people who can't do it legally still uh, are drawn to your articles? Um. To be honest, I don't know who's really drawn to the articles. I don't know if those people are reading them. Uh, generally speaking, when I can't do something, I, I tend not to read them because it just upsets me that I'm not able to, to partake in that. Right. right. Um, but that that being said, I I try to throw some humor in there and uh, mix in some pop culture references and things like that. That you know maybe the the voice is something that people will come back for. Um, you know it's it's kind of like. The way I view writing is kind of like I do, um, you know, movies and podcasts and any other sort of entertainment. If you like the person who's, you know, hosting it, like I'm sure you have a percentage of your audience who doesn't know who in the hell I am, but they found you because they watch there because they listen to your secret tour pro stuff. Right. But they fell deeply, madly in love with your sultry voice and they decided to keep coming back and listening. Like as most people do. 
Yeah, but to, to but you know what I mean. To an extent, that's that's what your audience ends up being. It's someone who likes your voice. It's they don't necessarily like everyone that's on every week or or whatever you're covering every week, but they come back because hey, that joke last week was really funny, and I want to see what this guy has to say again this week, or you know whatever it may be. And if that's the case, then I'm happy to have them, and I just have to keep trying to be awake enough to be funny when I write this. That's always the uh, that's always the the challenge, and I mean, you know, it's funny too because I mean, you do obviously have a great uh, voice in terms of the way that you write. I mean, it's a very much an everyman, uh, you know, tone, and I think anyone would be uh, you know attracted to it. And so, again, folks, go out to rasball.com to check out all the great stuff that Matt puts out there. You know, Matt, uh, one of the last times that we spoke, um, not to shift gears too abruptly, but I did want to just get an update from you on your personal golf game. I know that you've had a lot going on in your life. You, you got married. Yeah, I believe you bought a house. Did you buy a house as well between the two times that we last spoke? Or at least you moved, I feel. Yes, uh, we, we, we did move. We moved into a house. Uh, we, we've yet to actually purchase it. We're currently renting it. But... We're renting to own. Nice. So, uh, but that's you know, it's one of those things that just keeps you just keep digging on it. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why I was away from from writing for so long was because there's a lot of work you need to do when you're updating a house that people who grew up in the Lyndon Johnson administration were the last ones <laughs> to to go through it. There's a lot of updating. I mean, we were pulling up floors where we pulled up the the layer of linoleum, crush mm-hmm. pad under the linoleum. A layer of yellow tile, a layer of plywood, another yellow, another layer of tile, and then we got to the floor. So nice. there's a lot of work we did to do the house, but uh, it, I, it's finally done, and now I have I have an office. I wish we were doing a video conference because I have like all golf stuff behind me. Dude, I'm in the same like you know what we just bought a house too, and we were yeah. going through renovation, and I'm talking to you from my office, which is basically just a, a bedroom. But same thing, dude. I mean, it's the greatest thing in the world, just to have golf stuff everywhere, and and it's just it's everything that I dreamed it could be. It's I, I'm looking at a picture of Ben Hogan and Marion, and then behind me I have well the only thing that's not golf is I have a Bull Durham poster, ah. but directly under my Tin Cup poster. So, which, which is, I'm sure, showing on Golf Channel right now, as it is every five minutes. If it's not that, it's um, Tommy's Honor commercial. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Martin Hall's talking something. I'm not sure. But uh, no, 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 no disrespect to Golf Channel. I got a lot of friends. Got a couple friends over there. So uh, I love how that went from I have a lot of friends to a couple friends. And like... <laughs> I have a friend. Friend over there. We haven't spoken in a while. Maybe he's not a friend. I know someone over there. Nice. People, shut up. <laughs> but no, it's it's been it's been great. It's been a lot uh, a lot of work, but we're we're done and I'm settled in and um, moved and uh, yeah, I'm ready to start. Well, I've been writing every day now, so right. it's good. It feels good to be back in the saddle. Nice, and uh, as far as the golf game goes, uh, got a membership this year, so that's good. Ooh, fancy. Uh, I'm actually. Uh, I know some of you may have remembered my my hack to hero uh, mission. Uh, that's kind of been scrubbed. As far as... <laughs> well, no, no. Like I'm still trying. Believe yeah. me, still trying to get to a one point or one point four, so I can go and try and qualify for the U.S. Open. I'm still trying. Um, but uh, it's so much freaking work, man. Yeah. And I, I with the house and the the full time job and everything, it's it's really difficult to set close goals mm-hmm. so aaron hills isn't gonna work and neither is shinnecock but uh my wife just started grad school and she said 
you have she told me quote we're not having kids until i graduate grad school so you can play as much golf as you want for the next three years Ooh. so we are working with that time frame i have three years before we have kids and the a-okay to go play as much golf as i damn well please for three years so uh well you do have some control over that time frame i do to a degree (laughs) absolutely yeah well and after yeah if i don't want to get a divorce it needs to still happen pretty soon after that fair enough fair enough but uh yeah no it's it's coming along all right we're at a 2.4 right now trending to a 2.3 l so uh we're we're getting there um rough start to the season so far you got to figure out what the hell i'm doing with my driver uh I've been hitting my tee shots into places where I think they shot Jurassic Park, so <laughs> really need to figure out what I'm doing with that. But otherwise, it's 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 coming along nicely. The only part that still sucks is the diet. Um, I have no interest in eating rabbit food, so um, I'm gonna have to find a way around that. Well, you're you're a man that certainly has a goal, and you've got that timeline now. And obviously, you know, you know, I wish you the best of luck, and I I'm sure that you can do it. I've never even sniffed. A two point, what are you? Two point four now. I've never gotten below a seven, so I think I'm uh, heading in the opposite direction. I think I'm up to about a twelve or a thirteen now because, like you, I, I have absolutely no idea where my ball's going right now. But uh, you're in much better shape, and I uh, certainly wish you uh, all the best in your endeavor. Well, I appreciate it. The key is to not enter your bad scores. I'm just kidding, <laughs> and just play by yourself because the USGA loves that. <laughs> I'm just joking. All the ones I've entered are legit, and uh, I enter all my bad ones too. The only ones I don't enter is when I'm drinking, but I I, I feel like the USG would be okay with that. <laughs> Probably. So I usually don't put everything out when I'm drinking. So, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Mr. Matthew Castingway from Razball.com. You can follow him on Twitter at MCastingway27. Uh, Matt, it's been too long. I'm glad we were able to do this, and I hope we can do it again very soon. Adam, anytime you damn well please, you give me a call and I'll be there. <laughs>